I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the WWE Women's Champion Charlotte Shout Outed hey. SGP podcast. Shout it out. Yeah, yeah. Shout it out. Or Shout Outed. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea. I don't care because don't Charlotte know. gave us a shout out. She said our names and that is <sighs> enough to make my day. What do you have? Other wrestling podcasts are not cheap, cheap heat. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, we beat we beat the Ringer Wrestling Podcast this week on that front alone. You need, wait, wait, wait. Does that, does that really count? Because, you know, David Shoemaker has talked to actual WWE wrestlers. Actually, yeah. Well, I, I've talked to Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, sure. But not on not official podcast business. Fine, fine. But, but what do you have, other people? Yes. Charlotte said our names individually. Yes. Should we? Should I actually share the story of how this came to be? Take it down, take it down. Sure. So, so uh, as you know, Mellow ninety four seven is a proud radio partner of WWE Live in Manila, and uh, I was supposed to have an interview with either Charlotte, Xavier Woods, or Kofi Kingston. Now uh, they suddenly pulled out and said, "Nah, it's going to be a canned interview." And then they asked me if I had any shout outs I wanted. So I'm like, "Okay, sure." So I write a script for Mellow, and then I think to myself, "Puta, gagawa na on a script for Mellow." Might as well include the SGP podcast request And let's see if they actually pay enough attention to notice So uh, the emails come in I still don't have the interviews right now Which is why the interview I promised last week Is not going to be on this episode But I did get the mellow shout out And like an hour later I get a ping on my inbox And it says Charlotte SGP podcast So I give it a listen Lo and behold The shout out that you heard at the top of the episode The shout out you don't have Yeah so I, I guess once again it goes to show that you know um, all you need to do is ask. Sometimes all you really need to do is no, ask. No, no, let's let's be fair because sometimes you can't just ask it. You need to be in a position to ask and realistically get it. Yeah, actually, get, get what you want. Like you can't just ask people for free shit. <laughs> oh, exactly. This is what you've been ranting about before. That's my pet peeve. Oh, when people just oh, so ask you, you for can't freebies. just ask. But yeah, you have Kailan to put in the work. Yes, yes. You have to be prudent about it. And I guess I was just prudent about it. Mm. No, no, no. no. Every, everything <laughs> fell in her lap and then all you had to do was ask. Yeah, that, yeah. That's enough. I mean, you happen to be radio part, media partners for WWE Live in Manila. Uh, WWE happened to be coming here. Yep. And they happened to be sending out people for media interviews. Yeah, so so there. So everything fell in place. Everything fell and into place. And then you don't have a shout out. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is us basically turn, uh, cutting a heel promo on you. But I think this week there was no bigger heel than one Kevin Durant. Um, we we don't need to go into the specifics. Uh, we wish Camus for Camus. Heel, is not, he's on a heel. Yeah, for for Camus, not for Camus. And for you, he's on a heel. For me, he's on a heel. 
I, I don't get why people are crying foul this much though Like I, I really don't get it Because he didn't make as big of a deal out of it as LeBron did in 2010 uh. Right, and uh, we all know how hard it is to chase a ring, especially in the 2010s NBA. Mm. So if 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 a guy wants to make money and be successful in his profession at the same time and take the easiest path to do so, who are we to judge him? Mm. Really, who are we to judge him? You would do the same. Cause uh, no, assuming assuming your main end game is to win a ring. Yeah. Uh, if you if you just want to you know make money being a professional basketball player, that's fine. Okay. Lang. It's also not know, something to judge. Yeah. But if you want to win a ring, you kind of want to do it in the easiest way possible. Even, especially if you've been to- toiling most of your career in a team that hasn't quite gotten there yet. And it didn't help because over the last nine years, the Oklahoma City management didn't do the best job in constructing the best team around Durant. The hardened trade from 2012 still looms over their shoulder. And you think Nasi, their GM, Sam Presti, tried to undo that damage over the last four years, culminating in the Ibaka trade. Mm. But by then, it was too little too late. Mm. So th- this is the question I want to ask to everybody who's bitching about Kevin Durant. When's the last time you made it harder for yourself to succeed in your line of work? When's the last time you chose to take a pay cut and uh, you know um, choose the harder path to success? What is success anyway? You know, yeah. In in my line of work, success what is, what is, is success. Success is getting as much as much as I can, as in in, in my paycheck and uh, getting into to prime time. Like Iko, um, would you want to move to a smaller radio station, for example? And be the biggest name there, even though you know you would have like a smaller share of the market. Probably not. See, because my definition definition of success will be reach, naman. Uh, as I stand right now, I mm. have a certain reach, and if I move to some place with a smaller reach, mm. that's not success. That that's not the success yeah, you, I value. You, you want to be part of a bigger, you know. Eventually, one day. Yeah. If you can't make this place bigger, then you want to be part of something bigger. Kind of like in your case, now you are a writer at heart. And you edit, but if you were to move someplace else where you're not able to access uh, to, to use you're your talents, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, talking about you, <laughs> it, where, where you're not able to use your talents properly and make the best uh, best case for yourself, you're not going to make that move either because mm. that's mm. counterproductive. Uh-huh. And and you know, fr- frankly, that's pretty stupid. So, I, yeah, who, who I, I think it's also the, you know I think the whole bitching and moaning from fans. It's also a product of what generation we're in right now. What what era we're in right now. We're in the social media era, so everyone has an opinion, even though a lot of those opinions are unqualified and you know uninformed, misinformed maybe, and largely irrelevant. So if this happened like at least ten years ago or twenty years ago, well, when when what was the equivalent of this ten years ago? The equivalent. I would say Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Ten years ago, yeah, probably Carl yeah. Malone and Gary Payton. Back then, they didn't get a lot, a lot of shit. Eh. Naawa yung mga tao sa kanila, yeah, especially they, Malone. They were, yeah, they were in you know, forever losers, right? Yes, eighteen years. Si Carl Malone with the Utah Jazz, yeah. and then Gary Payton yeah, had like, and getting his ass kicked by Jordan. Yeah, uh, Gary Payton had thirteen years of with getting Sonics, his ass kicked yeah. by Jordan, uh, the Sonics, the Celtics, and the and the Milwaukee Bucks. So by then, uh, people hated the Lakers as a whole, uh-huh. but not Malone and Payton for being ring chasers. No, no. So, 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 why, so why is it different then For people You know To look at Kevin Durant And not feel sorry for him Because uh, You know he, he, He's been getting his ass kicked the, His entire career at, In the Thunder 
I think it's because they hold him to a higher standard because he's like uh, one of the top three players in the league. Oh. Like the, the arguments I'm getting is we have to hold him to a higher standard because he's our hero and because he's so damn good. And people forget that uh, somebody like Andre Iguodala, for example, defected from Denver to Golden State. Right after he got eliminated by Golden State And then the counter-argument is But Iggy's not as big a name And to that I say na, You're holding Durant to a higher standard Which he might not even possibly fulfill mm. Like you're setting yourself up for disappointment Because you're exalting your hero to these heights mm. And if the front office can't fix things for his team Then who is he to sit around waiting for the front office to get his shit together? See, this is why people don't realize that um, the, the offseason of 2016 was very much anticipated because this was the one summer when Kevin Durant could make a move like this. The Warriors were planning for this as early as two years ago, mm. and so were uh, so many other teams. Like, they really cleared cap space. The Wizards tried to do this, but they were such jabronis <laughs> in the process that they were out of the discussion before it even began. Oh, And that one makes sense because Durant wants a championship team, not something that he has to build himself. Uh, yeah, from from scratch, right? It's it's not supposed to be his job to build a championship team and carry it on his back. It's, it's, it's supposed to be the front office's job. Yeah, it's supposed to be the front office's job, and he made that move for himself because mm. he's looking out for number one. He's at a place in his career where he wants to win a championship in his prime, mm. and if that has to, uh, it has to be via uh, being with the Warriors with Sina Curry and Thompson. Then that's his decision, and mm. you know, um, none of us really. Uh, should should be this affected But what really gets me is how uh, A lot of these wrestling memes Have come out once again Like for the last few years Every time something this big happens In the world of basketball Or other sports mm-hmm. for that matter Wrestling just keeps getting brought up uh, I saw the Shield meme Which is really funny I loved it Guys, uh, pala, on this note uh, Sorry na lang sa Miami <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Miami Right, yeah Because uh, D-Wade is now with your Bulls Yeah and Al Horford is Confirm like with my Jesus Bo- Both are confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Really crazy. Who else did you right? get? No, you also, you also got Anna. Who else did you get? Uh, Al Horford. Palang, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was one and, more. And some rookies. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm fine with that. Because the Horford move was supposed to have been for Durant then. Yeah. So that was that was something to lure Kevin Durant in. That didn't happen. It's Boston. Yeah, but I, I'm fine with well, sorry the, too, Boston. Horford and Isaiah. Oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm totally fine. Uh, no, we yeah, got, oh, Durant is in the West. So you're like, not missing Rondo at all. So. Not missing Rondo at all. Uh, so oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so you have these memes, right? You have the Shield meme. You have all these people comparing uh, Kevin Durant to Hulk Hogan joining the New World Order, and um, it it just really surprises me. Nah, it um, whenever something big like this happens, people immediately turn to wrestling. Mm. It, it's funny because uh, wrestling. Uh, I wait, think- are we sure that people turn to wrestling, or wrestling fans turn to wrestling? Uh, I don't know because I've been I've been getting uh, I've been getting notifs on my Facebook uh, from people who aren't necessarily wrestling fans, uh, but they share this meme mm. that they totally understand because they napalan yeah. ng mukha ni na Kevin Durant, yeah, sure. yung mukha ni na yeah. Seth Rollins. So um, I, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is: Has wrestling really maxed out its potential in narrative or in storytelling? Now, now people understand, even though they don't watch the product, mm. they know that a turn is taking place, or now they can oh, easily well, reference it yeah. uh, as as a as a point of of, of comparison. Sure, sure. Uh, it's, I think it's also because of easy visual cues you can pick up from the from the meme. Because uh, obviously, body language for one, yeah, uh, attire. Yeah, they all wear the same thing, and one of them is turning on uh, the other two with who are wearing the same thing. Yeah, and well, context clues. 
right? Yeah, context clues. It, it's really just so amusing to me that um, I, I guess pro wrestling has permeated pop culture, which has always been the goal. Uh, pro wrestling and pop culture have always had a very symbiotic relationship. Very, uh, it, it, it's very much mutualism. Mm. One cannot survive without the other. And it's, it's times like this that I'm just really happy to be a wrestling fan because people are, are, you know, are, are telling me, now, hey, have a look at this. And I'm like, no, I totally get it. You don't even have to show me this. <laughs> I've, I've made this comparison in my head before you did. <laughs> hey, have a look at this. I've already seen this too. Years ago, yes, <laughs> like when it actually happened. So I totally get it. So it, it's really, really funny to me, and uh, I, I guess it had me thinking that what was the biggest heel turn in wrestling? Now everybody knows about. By the it. way, uh, UFC can also have wrestling to think. Yes, for staying alive. Yes, for for saving well, the main, main event. event. You have a main event now. Uh, no thanks to John Jones who pulled a Roman Reigns in a month. Yeah, so, so like uh, what? This is the second or third time. I think it's the third time. Third time, eh? yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! What? The third time then that would look yung Cormier Jones match. So no, no, no. But it's like a second Suspension. drug violation. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably second. Uh, Jesus I, 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 again, I could be wrong. I don't follow the UFC. I just read this stuff. Uh, but yeah, so uh, pro wrestling, really, really, really big part of pop culture. But if there's a bigger heel turn in your head that you can think of, you have to let me know because in my head, the biggest heel turn will probably either be. Shawn Michaels turning on Marty Jannetty, followed by Hulk Hogan bash bash at the beach, and then siguro yung yung uh, normal day or the current era would probably be Seth Rollins turning on the Shield. Hmm. Like wala na akong ibang maisip, uh, to be very honest. Randy mm. Orton being turned on by Evolution. That's ten years ago, and wasn't that big of a deal because his face turn was shit. Okay, okay. Ah, uh, hmm. Like these are the ones. I'm, this 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 generation. Yeah, yeah, this generation, or or maybe even something that you know that transcends uh, wrestling. Na pag sinabi mo yung yung heel turn yon, even non fans would be like, oh yeah, I get that. That makes sense to me. The screw job. Ah yeah, the screw job. Okay, okay, it's there. Uh, if, if there's something else that you can think of, let us know. Uh, we are on Twitter. It's at the SGP Podcast at Rowisbar and at underscore Stancy and at Caveman Camus because he's uh, gone again. All right. Um, so, uh, so we talked about wrestling and and pop culture and basketball. And Ro here actually had an idea that he wanted to uh, to to flesh out on the podcast. And it is a good mix of, of wrestling and basketball, if I do say so myself. Mm. Right. So I was listening to the Songo podcast, the, the recent one with AJ Styles, and they uh, Stone Cold was running down. HBK's Wikipedia page. Okay. So, you can know what happened in the 90s that he had to retire because of his back injuries and then he came back and then had a really, really great run for what? Eight years? Eight years, Eight yeah. years and then before finally retiring. It kind of reminded me of Michael Jordan's career trajectory. It was pretty much the same. Um, similarities, uh, I guess HBK didn't really have the wizard's face yeah. at all. Or, Whatever his uh, appearances after his retirement could have been the wither's face, if uh, if we can have that, or it could possibly be something that might happen in the future. Now he comes back to actually wrestle. I'm not. I'm not betting. I'm not betting my 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 money in that. But yeah, uh, when I did hear Stone Cold run it down, I really did think they were there were parallelisms. So. Uh, HBK is always in the running for the greatest of all time discussion, much like Jordan. 
when you say Michael Jordan, kasi you immediately assume he's the greatest oh, yeah. all-time in yeah, basketball. Yeah, he is in a. Uh, it's it's an assumption that people just accept readily as a fact, oh. right? Even though nobody's really declared it sure. officially, which mm. is fine. I, I I can totally accept that. But in wrestling, it's so hard to really pin down who the greatest of all time is. No, I think. I think if you were to ask a lot of people, it would really be HBK, not Ric Flair. There are, I guess it depends on the on on, on the generation you ask. Yeah, because like if it was a generation of somebody like say MDJ, who's like what uh, a good eight nine years uh, older than us, he would probably say it's Ric Flair. Hmm. If classical Brian Leo were to say it, probably would be Ric Flair. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's very different, but for for our generation, like uh, I, I guess your your prototypical millennials, we'd probably be pointing at HBK as your Michael Jordan. Uh. So let, let's let's run with that. Let's run with that perspective. Now, Michael Jordan or, or Shawn Michaels is the Michael Jordan of pro wrestling. Who else is who? Right? Like w- when you said that, immediately what came to mind was Ric Flair and Dusty uh. Rhodes. Ric Flair is Magic Johnson. Uh. And Dusty Rhodes is Larry Bird. Dusty Rhodes is Larry Bird. Why? Dusty Rhodes is Larry Bird because he's wearing blue collar. Really? The Celtics were the blue-collar stars of the NBA in the 1980s. Oh my God. Yes. The, the, the Lakers were all flash, all hype, very uh, showtime, Hollywood. Oh. That was Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, sure. No all problem, Ric Flair. So, and because Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes were the rivals, the Lakers and the Celtics, it only makes sense that Dusty Rhodes <laughs> is Larry Bird. Both are country bumpkins. Both uh, they really worked hard and, and got to a point where they were, they were successful and mainstream, uh, uh, mainstream stars. These people say... Uh, Dusty Rhodes is, could also be someone like Charles Barkley or something. In there, no? uh, only no? probably because of the the slur, but not <laughs> and the weight and the weight. Yeah, but no, no. Something that just came to mind. No, no. Um, the the fabulous Freebirds would be your bad boys Pistons. Sure. So okay. If we're gonna since they're magaka generation, diba? Uh, man, this is gonna be fun. Um, who else? Who who else would you put in this discussion? If if, if Triple H and Shawn Michaels, sure, they magkabatch, diba? Uh, if if Shawn Michaels was your Michael Jordan, Triple H has to be Scottie Pippen. <laughs> that would be the easiest argument to make. But it's also kind of simple, right? It's too simple in the yeah. sense that Triple H has a very successful post wrestling oh, oh. career, whereas Scottie does not. Yeah, and I know, and Triple H has moved on and grown to be the number one guy. Scottie has never been the number one guy. No, 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 he never exactly. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess pag career lang pag it's too easy to make, you eh, know. Um, I, I was thinking about Eddie Guerrero and mm. who he would have been. And my, <laughs> I made the joke that Eddie would, would have been then biased, which, which offended me. Which offends me as well because <laughs> at least Eddie got to reach his potential. I, I would say that Eddie is uh, somebody like Pete Maravich or Drazen okay. Petrovich. Right. Someone who's really, really good, better just for a short time and then they died. <laughs> like while they were Did still Pete active. Did Pete die early? Yes, he did die okay. early. He died in 1980. Like Jesus I think uh, it was supposed to have been his final season or some shit. And he died while practicing uh, on the court. Drazen, Seriously, why? Uh, he, his heart collapsed. Jesus. Uh, Drazen Petrovic, man, on the other hand, he died while he was on vacation in uh, uh, somewhere in Europe, if not Germany, Croatia. Uh, he was asleep in the passenger seat, and his girlfriend uh, lost control of the vehicle and mm. crashed, and both of them died. <laughs> so, because of those untimely deaths, and there are, while there are some untimely deaths in basketball, there haven't been a lot to huge stars. Mm. So, that's why I would probably narrow it down to Petrovic or Pistol Pete. Seen to see Chris Benoit though. Like, who, <laughs> is, who is the pariah of basketball? <laughs> the first name that comes to mind is what? Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> but in there, Gilbert Arenas didn't. Oh, well, no, Gilbert Arenas, no, Gilbert Arenas is just a goof. He's just a goofball. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all. He never 
fucked shit up in a major way. No, 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 no. He did not. He did not. Uh, who, who else can you think of? Like uh, a, a huge name you can uh, cross with. Who would Kevin Garnett be? Like that, but tipong galing sa someone who started off really, really young. Mm. And Randy then, Orton. In there, because Randy Orton comes from a blue chipper background, oh. which in a Cena, which in a yeah, but he started really young. He was before Brock. He was like the youngest phenom. If Ke- if Kevin actually Garnett, he was younger than Brock, I think. Yeah, he uh, younger than Brock. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, younger yeah. than Brock. Oh, because he was twenty four when he won the world title, mm. and by then Lesnar was like twenty six. Oh. I would say Brock is like LeBron at this point. Yeah, yeah. Brock would probably be LeBron, uh, even though people have been saying that Cena is LeBron. Who would John Cena be if if Brock was LeBron? Who oh would my. John Cena be? Huh. This is tough. Hmm. Th- this comparison is tough. It has to be someone who is the face. Then, obviously, Kobe Bryant, ba? No, eh. I I, I wouldn't say. Didn't no, it was we Kobe. say? Didn't we agree on Cena being Kobe? How did we not? No, I, I don't think we have. Because I, I think this is the first time we're actually comparing Cena to, uh, to Kobe in either online or, or oh, on the no, podcast. No, no, we did compare Cena to LeBron. Yes, yes. We've always agreed that Cena was LeBron. Eh? But if Brock is LeBron, who would John Cena be? Cause, um, what if? What if Triple H was Kobe? Oh. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if, if HBK is Jordan. Yeah. And Jordan is old by the time he, you know, by the time... Uh, HBK gave away, um, you know, gave way, and then uh, Kobe and Triple H started rising up. Yeah, so then it makes perfect sense. The Triple H is Kobe. Yeah, yeah hated yeah. by most, but legit good. And by the end of his career, everybody just well loved beloved, Kobe. Yeah, yeah, just like how now everybody just loves Triple H. Oh, yes, I can live with that. Yes, Triple I can. H I can live Bryant. with that. Sure, sure. Sorry, guys. I can live with that. Uh, okay, who would Shaq be? Shaq hmm. is this outsized goof, really, really excellent, really, really excellent. But he let himself go. Kevin Nash. Okay, <laughs> sure. Kevin Nash is a champion. Uh, was he a champion? Kevin Nash was a champion. Oh. He was champion for a year. Hmm. Shaq was champion multiple times. Yes. If you have a little, but he, it took a while for him to be champion. Cena, Shaq, and Kevin Nash. Uh, Shaq, yeah, yeah. It, it took him eight years. Kevin Nash, yeah, it took him a while. Mm. Who would Scott Hall be? Someone who was pretty good but didn't really make it all the way through. Nadapat kabatch ni Shaq kung ganun. Make it all the way through. Yeah. What does that mean? Individually Some, or as a part of a team? What? I, I would probably say Allen Iverson. Mm. Someone like Allen Iverson. Kasi yun yung mga magkakabatch, magkakaira eh. Mm. Allen Iverson didn't exactly win a championship. People still revere him yeah. though. So like, he, he was like your upper mid-card basketball star. Uh, who would be your Hulk can, can, Hogan? Can we, make a, can we make a Chris Benoit comparison without drawing a parallel to his tragedy? Or is it really a, a part of him, a big part of him that is inseparable from his legend? Uh, is Chris Benoit ever going to be in the Hall of Fame? No, no, no. That, that, that's, not the, that's not what the question was. The question was, can we assess Chris Benoit and make a comparison without... Touching on what happened, I don't think we can. That's okay. why I had to ask that question. Because if forever na masosiate kay Chris Benoit yeah, double suicide, but, you know, for, double murder suicide. Because sa NBA. Okay, uh, the the Chris Benoit story is kind of similar to Eddie uh, sure. some, someone who was a journeyman and then found himself uh, as a very successful guy. Late he, in his he career. was more than a journeyman. I think he was. You know, he was like a role player that people needed. Okay. 
if it was a role player that people needed and then eventually had a late successful run, oh. uh, I don't know, Chauncey Billups? <laughs> He's the first one that comes to mind, honestly. Way to put the evil on Chauncey Billups. <laughs> Sorry, Chauncey. Uh, or, or someone like Ben Wallace. Mm. Ben Wallace had a par- parallel careers then, like a role player who ended up you know, ascending to the top. They won the championships in the same yeah, year, sure. by the way, 2004. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it makes sense in my head. <laughs> Jesus Christ Who would Hulk Hogan be? Huh Who is a pariah now In the NBA? Ah, <laughs> uh, Marami actually But mostly mga druggies Mostly people like OJ Mayo <laughs> <laughs> OJ Because he got suspended uh, for, he, No he didn't get suspended He got uh, Taken out of the league We're still, we're still running with uh, With Derrick Rose As Diana Bryan Yeah sure. still running with this yes. Sure sure yes. Yeah Who's uh, Edge and Christian? Edge and Christian No 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 Edge and Christian are Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. Ah, yeah, sure. There I, I, I will live with this. I will live with this. Yeah. That's your Edge and Christian. That was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, T-Mac is Christian. Uh, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> obviously. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of sad, though. Because uh, inherently, neither McGrady nor Carter won a title. Oh, my. But Carter is still in the, in the NBA. That's good. Yes. Where? Uh, with Memphis. Seriously? Yes. He's still with when? the Memphis Grizzlies. Jesus, what? He's been playing for the Grizzlies, yeah, for the last year or two. But it's Nate then. Uh, yeah, Finally last he came year back from one, right? No, he never came he, back. For, yes, he's been playing what? straight since 1998. What, what, this is new to... What? You've been totally out of this, haven't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, I mean, like, I've been, total, I'm, I've been out of the loop with regards to Vince Carter's career. Yeah, Vince Carter is still in the NBA. So, Jesus. Yeah, he's still playing one more year. Well, T-Max in China. They retired na siya. As in retired he's, na siya, he's effectively retired. Good? Yeah, yeah. He 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 does analysis for for countdown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nung, nung finals he was there. Yeah. Uh, there are probably more comparisons that we haven't. Why made. is Vince Carter still playing? Because he's in great shape. Kind of like how Ray Allen is still in great shape uh, until now. Okay. You know the, these these guys. Uh, okay, I, I'm surprised. Him, I, I want to think of someone to to be the Reggie Miller of the WWE. <laughs> someone uh, good then. Someone who kept plugging away but never really got there. But he's great though. Yeah, yeah, someone who's really, really... Uh, someone like what? Roddy Piper? No. Because Roddy Piper was really, really good, but he was never world champion. Hmm. It's okay, it's okay, fine. I can deal with this. Or, or if not Roddy Piper, Ricky Steamboat. You might, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reggie Miller's a total face, man. Yeah. Ricky Steamboat, mm. right? Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that Ricky Steamboat never won the world title. No, he did not. Yeah. He, he was mostly an IC title guy. So you so, someone like that hmm. so, uh, a, a bad guy Who never really uh, Charles Barkley Is your Roddy Piper Okay Okay so, yeah, so, yeah. I, can, I can live with this Because yes. Barkley was a heel then in, uh, During his NBA run He mm-hmm. ran his mouth a lot Really really great talent But never made it over the top Okay there. Uh, um, You know they're, they're not entirely accurate But uh, the, These are comparisons We can live with And if there are any more That come to your mind you have to help us out because uh, this would actually be a fun. See, you know, I think Steph Curry, the current Steph Curry. Yeah. Have we have we figured this out? I think we have. Uh, no, 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 we haven't. No, we, we haven't. have not. No, okay. we have not. Uh, who could this be? I I don't want to say AJ Styles because no, AJ's AJ old. Styles, yeah, AJ's old. AJ's more like Hanaba. AJ's more like a, a D Wade to me, D Wade type. Mm, Oi lang. Yeah, a D Wade type. Uh, so, oh, something about was a lines. young guy. It's not, it's not Ambrose because Ambrose isn't wholesome. <laughs> it's not Roman Reigns either. 
Pero uh, actually possible eh. Like No, I, I would I would not put Roman Reigns as Seth Curry. I I would because of the backlash that set that uh to go Curry's way. Yeah, but Steph did not get that much backlash as Roman did. But he will once Durant and Curry start playing together. No, I don't think so. I think they will because now everybody's rooting against the so. Warriors. No, no, no. It's it's someone it's someone who has to be insanely talented right now. I would say someone like a Will Ospreay is Steph Curry. Pero hindi. Pero he's not, well, he's well, not yeah, the yeah, face well, of, well, of well, WWE. Of the, well, well, championship caliber. Yeah. I don't think we have anyone in WWE right now because your your main event scene is full of guys who are not Steph Curry. Okay, fine. So that's that's kind of hard. If Sami Zayn though were mm. were to go on on some sort of Curry esque run, I think he's your front runner to be your Steph Curry. Mm. So yeah, that that Sami Zayn with the provisional asterisk. Yeah. Okay. 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 See, I, I can live with this. I can live with this. Right. Uh, so so right, there, NXT don't Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I guess. I guess. Uh, again, uh, if you have any comparisons that you thought of, or if you have any you want to dispute, you can always send them our way on Twitter. Um, this week, uh, the reason why we spent a good what fifteen minutes talking about basketball and wrestling, it, it probably is a testament to the amount of crappy wrestling we've seen this week. And uh, of course, Raw is a huge example of this. Like Raw was probably the softest show uh, this week. Mm. And that's, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even bother to watch it. I watched Raw. Why? I, I put myself through it. Why? Because. Uh, it, oh, let's, let's not talk about Raw. Let's just talk about the final deletion. Fine, fine, fine. No, there, there, are, there is some stuff from Raw I want to talk about. But fine, let's talk about final deletion first. Final deletion was something I watched make myself feel better last night after Gilas lost against New Zealand. It was heartbreaking watching the Gilas run in, in, in the FIBA OQT. And after it all ended, I just. Trudged to my room Fired up the PS4 Fired up the network And I called my dad over mm. And I was like Dad I know you're pissed I am too So let's watch this shitty match And have some fun with it So we watched Final Deletion It wasn't a shitty match By You know Unintentionally nah, They were trying hard They were trying hard To make a good match And then it just Didn't come out right It was really just A shitty match by design Because they knew They were gonna have to To up the camp factor On this one so they might as well go all out and and make the shittiest but most entertaining match they could make. What I found about uh, Final Deletion was, you, you guys said it was a B movie or it was B movie esque. I I, thought I think it, it was even be a C movie. Jesus, <laughs> I thought it was full of cutscenes from a from a video game. Oh, that's oh that's what came to my head. Now it was a really really long ass cutscene that made you go, "What the flying?" It's fuck? probably like because it's not even like Lucha Underground. It's more like. Uh, a wrestling match from a movie with wrestling. Yeah. Um, there's something about the absurdity of it. Because eh. uh, we, we talked about this online and we were saying things about how it was so absurd that it became so good. Mm. But I still can't... Hindi maatim ng sikmura ako na masabi na this is gonna be on Meltzer's all-time list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course not. It was just so silly and you could kind of tell that Matt and Jeff were in on the joke. I have to applaud Jeff's dedication to being a straight man. Yes. Is it, <laughs> I I don't know how, if I were in his shoes, I would not have broken character. Yeah. Is it, it's also absurd. And he, I have to give him props. Cause I normally hate on Jeff Hardy, but uh, this was amazing. I don't know. Cause you can't tell if what? 
if he was legitimately pissed or baffled at the fact that his brother has turned crazy or he's actually playing the role well. So and it's that confusion that makes me want to applaud him. You know, um, the, the character, character portrayal uh. or character development aside... Mm. The other things that just have to be mentioned are things like Jeff Hardy doing a swanton bomb from a tree, from the top of a tree to Matt Hardy on a ladder. Tas hindi malang yun tamaan eh, parang dumaklus lang eh. Oh, it's harder to uh, no, it's harder to to gauge that one from a tree. <laughs> but it was so it stupid. is hard. It was so stupid. But it's parang... not the worst. Swanton high spot I've ever seen from him And it wasn't the worst part of the match Yeah Like there were fireworks involved Yung mga Roman candles na sinisindihan And they were being flown towards each other I do that shit every New Year's Eve The best part of the match for me Was how Jeff Hardy of all people Was the one to yell the words What the hell is wrong with you? Mm. Like that's how you know That the absurdity was really taken to the next level But no, no, he's been No, I've seen him say something like that No contract signing but like he he was really questioning the whole the whole sanity of this is this angle. Yeah. But but yeah, you're right. He was speaking for the entire audience. Yes. <laughs> and, and 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 the boat, the dilapidated the, boat. The dilapidated boat. <laughs> oh my god. I don't get it. And, and there was a boat. No, it was, was it a lake? Uh yeah, they were in no, a lake. No, some beach sila. Uh, yeah, cuz they, they were probably like on some our Beachfront property? Okay, fine. Or, or something. Kung di man, man lakefront, beachfront siya. Basta may, there was a body of water and, and they, there was a boat. And they were trying to choke each other out not long after that. And then Willow showed up. Yes. Jesus. And then... Uh, Willow. And then Senor Benjamin, uh, Matt Hardy's chuariwap, mm. comes out to electrocute Willow with a taser. <laughs> and, and then the soon that Willow gets un- as soon as Willow gets unmasked, it's fucking Senor Benjamin. <laughs> I don't get how that happened. I don't get the lot. It's magic. It, it, it's fucking insane uh, and, and Our friend MDJ is correct We have to watch it with our heart <laughs> It's true and, and and you can't understand what we're talking about If you haven't seen the match yet It is literally this week's required wrestling viewing Actually, yes And 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 if you happen to still have some supply from your dealer In case your dealer was arrested <laughs> Please use said supply and then watch it Then uh, you can watch it with your heart we, we would like to knock on wood And hope that your dealer is still alive <laughs> But like if this if this came out nung four twenty, I think every wrestling fan with access to sandwiches would be consuming them while and watching the you match. You know, uh, I have to give all of them credit. Whoever thought of this, um, if ever if it was Matt, if it was Jeff, if it was someone on the TNA creative team, uh, I have to give them huge props because it it worked. You yeah. know, it it pulled all the attention to TNA, and now WWE knows that it's not a Monday Night War for sure. It never will be. But WWE knows that TNA did something stupid, but in a good way. And now they have to up their game. And I think we're probably going to get that in the form of New Day Wyatts. Hopefully. Because the Wyatts have challenged the New Day to enter their compound. I think they knew that, that it was, this was because of the final deletion. So they set it up and knew that they, they weren't going to top it this week. So yeah. they might as well do it next week. And I'd, I'd like to see what they come up with. Because if you compare the inanity and the absurdity of Brother Nero versus Broken Matt Hardy, compare that or contrast that with New Day Wyatt's, New Day Wyatt is actually a nuanced storyline. Like it's a story that has layers in the sense that uh, the New Day isn't. Uh, the New Day isn't acting as a solid unit anymore. Uh-huh. You have Xavier Woods na unti-unti tumitiwalag. He's thinking for himself. 
he's thinking for himself and he's the one who's actually questioning the logic of the New Day's actions. Mm. So he's playing the voice of reason despite the fact that in the past he's always been the one to run his mouth. Yeah. He's like Enzo Amore. He's a big one. He's a And then... He, uh, rest back niya, yun yung sa kanya. Yep, yep. Right? And well, now, well, to be fair, Enzo can go. Yeah, Enzo can. And, and so can Xavier. Pero yeah. uh, very parallel yung roles nila. But it's nice na ngayon, it's Kofi and Big E who are running their mouths. And Xavier is the one telling them that we really bit off more than we could chew. And he, he also makes that point very clear on SmackDown this week uh, mm-hmm. in the interview. Now, he says na, na uh, he knows that uh, it probably isn't the smartest move but that he will stand by Kofi and Big E when they <laughs> enter the compound. I ex- Where is the compound anyway? Have we, have we dis- disclosed the location of the compound? No, as far as I know, it's still part of parts unknown. It's somewhere in like Alabama or Louisiana. I was actually thinking Louisiana. Because <laughs> Bray Wyatt is very Louisiana. Right? Yeah. With his, sure. his, his uh, accent. Right. There's a lot of I would love to... to you know what? I actually want the New Day to reference this. The fact that nobody knows where Bray Wyatt is from. Uh. Like, I want them to make a joke out of it. Because the, the New Day breaks the fourth wall a lot. Mm. And and uh, an act like the Wyatt family is the perfect act to break the fourth wall towards. Or uh, to break the fourth no, wall with. No, I don't with. think so. I think if you if you break the, the fourth wall with the Wyatt family, you're going to damage them. You see, the, the part of the Wyatt family gimmick is a suspension of disbelief. And you need to be able to believe that, oh... Bray Wyatt can teleport and he can control the Titan Tron and the lighting of the arena and that he has mystical powers that aren't quite like the Undertaker's but still uh, something to be you know okay something to be to be afraid of I guess alright fine I'll take that um, but th- there's something to be said about the way that this prom- these promos are being written mm. uh, and, I- and I bring this up because the crux of the conflict is positivity versus darkness. Yeah, that is a nice uh, theme to work around. The, the light versus the darkness, they're really exploiting that. Because um, that day, very ironic yung approach ng New Day's power of positivity. Mm. Like, they would, they would uh, espouse it or they would try to run their mouth saying, uh, yeah, you know, we have the power of positivity, but they would cheat, they would be sore losers, they would be, they would be assholes in and out of the ring. But now that they've come to embody it because they're baby faces, uh, you really see how they try to juxtapose this trio versus the New Day. Uh. Uh, sorry, versus the White family. Mm. Nah, um, instead of feeding off of positivity, they feed off fear. They feed off paranoia. They feed off all of these negative emotions. And um, dare I say that this is probably the first time that the White family has something concrete to go on. Because I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but Bray has always been speaking in highfalutin terms. Mm. The, the concepts which he, <laughs> which he brings about it, it's 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 hard to ground, but now it actually is grounded because they found a foil. Na uh, sobrang swak lang talaga yung yung uh, the, the raison d'etre or or something. The, the reason for existence is 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 uh, they are the antithesis of one another. So so um, it, it's it's really nice to see na they finally got something right with the Wyatts. Uh, I just hope that they actually. I don't know who want, who I want to win this feud. Guess it's easy to stay rooting for the new day. Yeah. But I think at this point we have to root for the Wyatts and push for them to be treated seriously. No, let me ask you this: I know. What is Bray Wyatt's signature win? 
Ndapa. Exactly. Yeah. That's why the Wyatts need this. Like okay. I, uh, I think it's it's not a question at all. The Wyatts have to win this. I want, I don't want the new day to split up just yet. Mm. But I want to set up the conflict with, with Xavier Woods. Mm. Like I, I want him to question where he fits in the new day. If, uh, if, if the new day are actually taking him seriously. If, if, uh, uh, if it's worth it to stick with his brothers, Kofi and Big E. That kind of thing. I want the tension to be established. Mm. So. No doubt in my mind The Wyatts have to win this That's the only way na, uh, this, this story will be Most satisfying Okay Right uh, um, Anything to add uh, Regarding no, this? No I, I still want to see Where this goes And I hope that this goes well For the Wyatts Alright Alright um, Do you think uh, The Wyatts should win The championships from them? With who in? Uh, Freebird okay free rule then Yeah Freebird rule then I, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind because it would really psych out the new day because they've been built to be invincible eh, okay. over the last year. So if you have the Wyatts take the titles from them, that would be a great way to expose the chink in the armor. And at the same time, the problem lang at the same time is uh, the Wyatts have never really cared for championships. Uh-huh. They're kind of like the Shield when they started out and the Shield never cared for titles. Right. Uh, so I can go either way. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I can go either way. Um, let, let's stick to Raw and talk about this last thing that I want to mention, and that is John Cena now teaming up with Enzo and Big Cass to, to face AJ and the club at Battleground. Um, it, it was kind of nice seeing John, nobody save John Cena because it was very cathartic for me as someone who's hated scumbag Cena. <laughs> we, we've talked about this at length over the last three years. Now, whenever Cena would be partnered with another babyface, he would not save them in their time of need, but they would sure. always save him. Yeah, they would always save him. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to see it get drawn out a lot And then major surprise It was Enzo and Cass who actually came out To save John Cena Because they didn't seem like the type to give a shit But they rationalized it on Smackdown this week Okay. So they rationalized it doubt, by saying uh, If we allow AJ and the club to run roughshod Over someone like John Cena Who's to say that they won't do the same to Enzo And okay. to Big Cass So that to me makes sense Now you're standing up to a bully So that in the future he won't do that to you Um... It it says it says a lot about uh, creative or creative direction. Uh, they're taking time out to flesh the characters now instead of just letting us assume. Now we know what these characters are about. Here's another great example. Now I'm sure you weren't able to catch Sasha Banks. Mm. She finally told us all what the boss means. Took her like a few months. Ah, uh, you know, less than a year. But she finally uh, I don't know. told everyone. boss. Uh, the boss is someone who doesn't back down. The boss is someone who makes her own opportunity. Who represents who represents uh, her crew, and even if her crew isn't there, will fight for herself. Okay. So that's the gist of the boss. Okay. So it, it's not something I would buy hundred percent, but at least it's something. Because for the longest time, Sasha Banks would go out and say, "I'm a legit boss," but mm. what does that even mean? No, it, people. He, she would just assume that people knew, or the connotations. Now, okay, I'm a boss. I'm a boss You know what a boss is So yeah. I will not explain it to you But she finally did And I thought it was a step in the right direction That's good Yeah it is It is. Uh, they're finally making a, Here's the thing with Sasha Banks I, I, I said this last week now, um, Becky is still a more compelling baby face than her But now that we've established now, This is what Sasha Banks is This is uh, the meat of what it is to be the legit boss It makes me think about how uh, how nakakaroon na ng layers in character niya. So now, if and when she challenges Charlotte for the women's championship, mm. I have something to uh, to fall back on yeah. other than the fact that I have a crush on Sasha Banks. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, as a fan, there is something there for me. Um, 
yun, uh, Enzo and Cass, uh, going back to Enzo and Cass and how they're they're saving John Cena. You said na they did a they did a switcheroo or a substitution move with this. Yeah, because um, you know, last month I think it was Cena and the New Day feuding with uh, the club. Now it's just Enzo and Cass and Cena uh-huh. feuding with the club. But are uh, are, are you crying foul over this? No, or? no, no. Kasi ako, I'm, it's I'm funny then. It's funny because apparently when you're Cena and then you're fighting a, a faction, yung kasama mo is like a revolving door of tag teams. Or lagi laging dapat may rest back. Like why mm. can't it be just Cena versus the club as mm. a whole, no? Um, I'm actually happy for Enzo and Cass because I because I, I think that this benefits them as much as this benefits AJ Gallows and Anderson. Because right. uh, um. Barry or not or whatever, you know, it is still John Cena they're teaming up with. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's a big rub. Yes, yes, definitely a big rub. Huge rub, diba. So ayun, um, that's why I'm still kind of happy for Enzo and Cass. Uh, there's not much else to talk about on Raw other than the uh, stupid food fight. Uh. Uh, Kevin Owens being the lone bright spot of that food fight. Uh, we we have to talk about bracketology though because they they ra- ran that this week right after NXT. Right, okay, okay. Bracketology. Uh, the, um, in case you didn't know, the Cruiserweight Classic finally released the uh, the full brackets, mm. and they had a show earlier, a forty eight minute special called Bracketology, where they broke it down. Minute. Okay, fine. Yeah, they broke it down, and uh, it, it's basically like March Madness, right? You have thirty two guys uh, facing each other off in single elimination matchups. The funny thing is, without spoiling, uh, without spoiling much. You can tell who wins in the first round. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, because there are some names that you have no idea who yeah. they are, and then they're paired, they're paired up with people who you know. Yes, and obviously, unless and all right, the sad thing. I'm going to spoil a bit. There is no upset story. Okay, so all of the all of the the the, the better known guys go over. Okay, so uh, we can probably say for certain that the Brian Kendrick will beat Raul Mendoza. Yeah. And Akira Tozawa's defeating Kenneth Johnson. If anything, um, although I haven't seen any of the Cruiserweight champ, uh, classic footage yet, it's just sad and they, they try to play it, play it safe until, I guess, at I, I guess some point. But uh, it's largely very safe. Okay, so we're lo- I'm looking at the brackets right now and it's easy to pick out a final four, right? Sure. Oh, I see. If I were to pick a final four from the upper left category or from the upper left bracket, I would ha- probably have to go with Akira Tozawa. Tajiri at a close second. Or, Tajiri or, sana, sa second round. Uh, third round. Okay. Pero feeling ko yung, yung lalabas from this bracket is Akira Tozawa. Sure. Um, from the lower left bracket, obviously it's ZSJ. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, uh, uh, and, and the matchup to watch will be the eventual second round matchup between ZSJ and Drew Gula. Mm. Right? Uh, if you look at the upper third, uh, the upper right uh, bracket, it's Kore Ibushi. It's Kore Ibushi for sure. And then the 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 lower right quadrant, yeah, is most likely TJ Perkins. No, no, no! Come on, he needs Johnny Gargano. No, no way. No, no. I would put my look. I love TJ Perkins as much as you do, and I'm I'm really supporting him. Pero realistically, though, realistically, no. Look at this, TJ Perkins, the Mac who is not Willie Mac. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Mustafa Ali, Lindsay Dorado, Rich Swan, and Jason Lee. Oh, hi, let's, let's pick out that now. Obviously, TJ is going over the Mac. Sure. I don't know who goes over Gargano Ciampa. I think it's Gargano. That's the most. This is the most compelling matchup in the whole first round. Which is weird. Son of the exactly. Kept it for that's what like, I'm saying. That's why I wish they kept it for the, this third round or that's something. That's why it's super safe. None of the jobbers, none of the local jobbers, the regional jobbers get, get an upset. 
I'm telling you this now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're spoiled. Pero you're not gonna miss anyone. And I'm guessing Dean Cedrado wins against Mustafa Ali. And Rich Swan defeats Jason Lee. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now you have um, a second round of TJ versus whoever wins Gargano Champa. Yeah. And Dean Cedrado versus Rich Swan. I think Rich Swan wins. Obviously. Para pag nagdebut sa NXT, he's a bigger deal. Well, he has already debuted on NXT. Or you know, if if he uh, comes back to NXT regularly. So okay, so it's Rich Swan versus TJ slash Gargano Champa. Hmm. If it's TJ, no. I think he's going over Rich Swan. Of course. But if it's Gargano, one of Gargano or Champa, I think one of them go over Rich Swan. So I think it's Obviously. very it, it's very dependent on the Gargano Champa matchup. I don't think Gargano Champa go over TJ. It's just anyway. But because of the under uh, the the underdog story that they've built for TJ. And because I'll let you know, the bracketology spends seven eight minutes putting oh. TJ over, which is the it's most of any of the other guys. Yes. And even then, you know, these these two are not on the same level as TJ. I'm sorry. I mean, I love them, but they're not on the same level. So if we're going to play it safe, you might as well put him over. Shit, that would be fun, though. Kota Ibushi versus TJ Perkins. Oh, that's right. That's right. Don't forget that it's TJP. Yeah, because Kota Ibushi is going to... And, and, and it's not going to be a Japan versus Japan. It's probably going to be ZSJ versus Kota Ibushi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Right? Okay, so, so let's assume that it's Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ibushi. Tajiri, though. <laughs> uh, well, Tajiri is going to stick around no matter what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is Brian Kendrick. Yeah, probably. Right? Brian Kendrick has been working with... Uh, with, with a performance center. But you saw the final four. Wow, that that's a bold proclamation. Yeah, sure. Uh, the oh, jury, oh, you already have, you already have that. Yeah. Uh, TJ Perkins, I think, is gonna wow the WWE enough to get signed. God, I hope so. I hope so too. Um, okay, so Ibushi no, no, versus no, no, Zach if he gets signed, he will be the first. Well, no, we have Chili Willy. Yeah, yeah. No, but in the modern era, in the modern era, and legit signed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chili Willy never got to that point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. But he himself admits it. So TJ Perkins will be the first SGP podcast guest to be signed to a WWE contract and to be an active wrestler mm. since, since, since having guested on the podcast. Yes. That would be groundbreaking. And he will be our first legit WWE wrestler. Yeah. From, from uh, representing the Philippines. I, I, I don't think naman na if he goes to NXT or to the main roster, you know, na they'll start billing him again from LA. Mm. No, I doubt it. They've already made the bed. Yeah. So they, they've, they've laid the foundation eh. Uh, if it's Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ibushi in the finals, who do you think takes this? Uh, could be anyone, really. I think it's Ibushi just yeah, because it's a sure signing. I think it's also Ibushi, even though uh, ZSJ is easier to market because he's, he speaks English for yeah. one. Uh, Ibushi has a better look and is more dynamic. And he's more, I, I guess, like he has a bigger resume. Hmm. Uh, see, it, it's funny when you watch bracketology. The thing you'll notice, is, the thing I say with Zack Saber is that he's still, for all his his technical skills, he's still an acquired taste. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, you can watch Ibushi. You can plug and play with Ibushi. Uh, Zack Saber Junior is actually younger than Ibushi. Mm. He's what? Uh, he's closer to our age. Yes, yes. Whereas Ibushi is thirty three. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's like thirty two, thirty three. Jesus Christ, uh, he's that old. Um, see, Zack Saber Junior has been wrestling for ten years. So this is uh, this assumes that he's. Started wrestling at like 17, 18. Yeah. No. Um, I, I think it's Ibushi's to win. And uh, like I said, Kanina, if you watch Bracketology, you'll uh, they, they profile Kota Ibushi for a good three, four minutes. Mm. And, and uh, they dub over him. <laughs> what do they dub over? Ah, his, his, uh, his interview. Yeah, yeah. They, they dubbed over him. They literally dubbed over him. It's pretty funny. 
they dubbed English over him? Yes. They, uh, so he, he starts Jesus. off speaking. Funari. No, no, no. no. Uh, some American dubber. <laughs> so they, they, they start off with him speaking Japanese so like for like two chef. seconds and then they fade it under and then pinasak nila audio na English. Ano Iron Chef shit yun eh. It's pretty funny, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was also pretty unsettling. Um, but yeah, um, if you haven't seen it yet, kapansin pansin talaga yung amount of time that they spent building up TJ Perkins. Because I, I called my dad over and I was like, oh, dad, uh, come in, you know, like, it's just going to be three minutes. And then we watched like a vignette that lasts eight minutes plus an interview with mm. Daniel Bryan and Morrow mm. live. I don't uh, know. Like right there. So, yeah, fine. I, 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 think, I think they're trying to condition viewers, although they don't need conditioning, that TJ Perkins could very well be, you know, a WWE signee. Man. They don't need conditioning, though. They're, I mean, he's good. Yeah, he is legit. Mm. All right, so uh, that's our bracketology. Uh, we'll probably come up with a piece that predicts uh, the brackets on smarthenry.ph. Yes. So please watch probably out for weekend, that. Hopefully, yeah, watch out for that. It's actually going to be the first time that I, I do something like this because I don't follow March Madness, so mm. this will be fun. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is Ultima Lucha Dos, which started out this week. It's going to be running for three weeks again, like it did last year. Except no, 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 we have four yeah, yeah. hours in total this year. Yep. So one hour this week, another hour next week. And then two weeks from now, it's going to be a two-hour season finale. Now, this week, nagulat ako because like, okay, hindi ako nagulat na it was the forest for, uh, for a unique no, opportunity. No, 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 wait, wait. Let me, let me cut you off right there. Let, let's talk about Utama Lucha when it's all finished. Okay. Para ano? Para isang... Uh, isang pasada na? Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, but if, if you have to catch Lucha Underground this week, please do. Watch the entire thing. Uh, it, it's just one segment or like one thing that they build. Yun lang yung buong oras mo. So it was fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun. So uh, do watch that. Um, NXT was also pretty good this week. I, I'd like, uh, I'd like to say that they went back to their old formula. Just three matches, For three once. solid segments, and uh, the rest were mga promos and interviews. Na nga yung, ano, yung the end of the beginning. I hope so, because uh, if if it is, then they're doing something right. Uh, the main event was really, really amazing. It was a 20-plus minute, two out of three false match between American Alpha and The Revival. And no Authors of Pain shenanigans th- mm. uh, this time around. Uh, you had an opening match between Bailey and Ale- Alexa Bliss, which is also pretty good. Have the Authors of Pain showed up at all after an, uh... After TakeOver? Mm. Yeah, yeah, they have. Okay. Like once or twice. Okay. Uh, but they haven't really spoken or anything. Paul so Ellering that... has only said like one sentence no, about them. No advancing the story. Uh, they attacked both American Alpha and Gargano and Champa last okay. week. So, the, so they're just really attacking the faces. Yes, okay. so they're just attacking baby faces. And then the second match was the Hype Bros going up against Blake and Murphy, and then that's when Rhino came back. Mm. So Blake and Murphy were bickering. Rhino comes back, and uh, he destroys everyone save for Murphy, who's who cowers away in fear. <laughs> so there, uh, it was fun. Um, you know. Uh, there, there's something to be said about NXT keeping it fresh for a solid hour. Because that day, they would bombard you with these matches, uh, like five, six matches in one hour, which can also be pretty tiring. Because you go through match per match per match without really advancing mm-hmm. any storylines or any emotions, which is in stark contrast to what Lucha Underground did this week with that one hour. Mm. So I really hope now what they did this week with NXT is something that they can sustain again. Because that's, that's when we'll know that uh, NXT is not jumping the shark anymore. I don't need NXT to stick to maximize one hour. I need them to have more time. Because you can maximize them for an hour for all you want. But the fact remains that they still have a huge roster that they need to take care of. 
Kaya nga, uh, nagugulat pa rin ako na even though it's their own network, NXT doesn't necessarily have a TV deal in in, in the US, diba? Uh, I still don't get why they don't want to go one and a half hours with this thing. Mm. I don't get it. Wala ka namang commercials eh. You're not selling shit. You're not selling spots. Still, they have to push their own merch. Yeah, but you know... Merch, puro merch plugs yung commercial nila, diba? Yeah, puro merch plugs yung commercials nila. Yeah. So, uh, yun lang. It's funny though, they actually have actual commercials before the programs start at, on the network. Yes. That's uh, weird to me. So why not put these in the middle of the network shows? I think kasi mawawala yung, yung pagka-on-demand niya. Like the eh, reason you watch eh, something eh, on-demand. Kung nalagay ka na rin man lang ng ad na totoo sa umpisa. No, I think it's just really not the business model. Like That's when you weird. watch Netflix, when you watch iFlix, I got it then. Yeah, the commercials I mean, at the start. You're right, you're right, yeah. Diba? Because I, wa- I, I used to watch iFlix and the commercials would always be right before every episode. So, that then, that's, that's the model talaga for on demand content. Okay, okay, fine. So, you know, you learn something new, right? Uh, new media and all that shit. Just, uh, pretty funny. Um, especially as, as someone who took up broadcasting. Anyway, uh, picks of the week. Do you have a pick of the week? No. No. I do not. All right. Uh, my pick of the week, as tempting as it is to say in its final deletion, is actually the two out of three falls match between American Alpha and The Revival. It, it was great. It was must-see. Um, two of the falls were actually via submission. And uh, it wasn't yung tipong hokey submission na they just applied the finisher and then there was a tap out. No, they actually spent some time working, working the appendage involved and, <laughs> and making sure that that body part Bendage. was weakened enough. So I, 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 as a fan of ring psychology, truly appreciated that. Uh, with that being said, uh, if there's anything that we missed out on or that you want to be part of that we haven't talked about or that you just want to point out to us, feel free to do that on Twitter. It's at the SGP Podcast, at Earl Wiswar, at underscore Stancy, and at Caveman Camus. Mm, who is not here. Who is not here. We're planning to find a way to get that Charlotte interview out. Like mm. if they actually got to make it happen, we'll put it on the podcast. Uh, but for now, though, we're, we're just really happy that she shouted us out. So huge thanks to our friends from Wilbros Live for making that happen. And to our friends from Mellow947 for putting us in a position to, uh, to get there. And uh, thank, thank you to the PWR guys, by the way, uh, who are coming out with, with another show on July 30. Mm. That's the last Saturday of the month. And if you aren't uh, doing anything on July 30, or if you are doing something, reschedule that something, whatever that something is. Agapa, there's time to reschedule. And, and set the date, July 30. Support local wrestling. And, you know, uh, if, whether or not you're young, whether you're, you're old, you know, be a hip, hip tito like Mauro Ranallo for all I care. Uh, I, 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 I want to share this on the podcast, mm. by the way. Mauro Ronaldo has totally internalized the role of Hip Tito. Like, wh- when, you, when you watch him on SmackDown, almost every week, he will reference a very popular R&B slash hip-hop track. And he makes, uh, he's so self-aware about it that it's funny and entertaining. This week, he, he, uh, he referenced Panda by Designer. Mm. Zack Ryder goes up to the top rope and delivers an elbow drop. Actually, he's pretty full circle. Designer referenced wrestling. Yes. So, Morrow referenced designer. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Full circle. It is full circle. Uh, the line is, "I'm I am macho like Randy." So, so, and you know that the elbow drop ni Zack Ryder is a macho man uh, yeah. tribute, diba So, sabi ni Morrow, elbow drop. Look at Zack Ryder, uh, ala ala designer, the guy who sang Panda. He's macho like Randy, and I'm like, man. And I I, I bet I bet and a king. Uh, picked on him for that one. Uh, hindi naman. Not that, okay? no, no, he, he did, did not. not. No, he really? did not. No, no. See, a lot of these references actually fly over the king's head. No, but I know. 
he, you know, I, I would expect him to say, who, who the hell is designer? No, wala, wala. He didn't say that. So, yun, um, I, I just really love Mauro Ronaldo with all my heart because of these, uh, you know, hip tito references and just the way he does his work. And I'm, he's officially my life peg right now. Anyway, uh, on behalf of Ravishing Romaran and Rowdy Rafkamos, who is indisposed, we got to call it a night. I think this is episode 121. We'll put this in the books. So, uh, my name is Stunning Stancy, and we are out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SJP Podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.